0: What on earth just happened? How did this team not even make it to the national championship game? How are we going to remember this team? We're going to dive into all of that on this quick live reaction show right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everyone and welcome to this special live reaction show right here on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I'm your host as always, Andrew Line. I'm also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Gamecocks your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And um, this one is going to take a long time to compartmentalize. It is. It really and truthfully is. Um, Something that we never thought we would see happen, at least this season, just took place a little over an hour ago. Don Staley and South Carolina's women's basketball team just lost. And they lost, unfortunately for them, when it mattered the most, in the semifinals against the buzzsaw that is Caitlin Clark- And the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, And I'm going to dive into plenty of reasons why South Carolina lost tonight. And I will discuss Caitlin Clark, but I'm going to save that for later. Let's dive into South Carolina's end of things. How on earth did the Gamecocks lose this game? Well, here's the thing. If South Carolina was ever going to lose a basketball game, it wasn't going to be because they lost the game in, say, one particular facet. It was going to be they were going to lose in a multitude of ways. There was going to be multiple mistakes made in different areas of the game that were going to pile up, combined with someone like a Caitlin Clark, and that was going to be the recipe for South Carolina to ever lose this year. And that is exactly what happened on Friday night. To get into South Carolina's mistakes, let's start off with the obvious one. South Carolina's starting lineup. I want to preface this by saying I am not trying to disparage the starters. I- I'm not. I'm simply stating facts here. The starting lineup outside Zy Cook did not get it done tonight. They did not get it done. Here are the stats in terms of how they shot from the floor. Each individual star outside Zy Cook. Victoria Saxton was 0 of 2 from the floor. She played only eight minutes. Kara Fletcher, 0-4 from the field, played only six minutes. Brie Beal played 35 minutes in this game, 1 of 9 from the field. Aliyah Boston, who is known as one of the greatest ones college basketball players ever to step on the floor, was 2 of 9 from the floor. Zaya Cook was 11 of 21 from the floor and did not ever sit on the bench, played every single minute in this game and got No help. None on the offensive end. Well, let me rephrase that. She did get some help. Camila Cardoso had a whale of a night. She came off the bench and scored 14 points. Raven Johnson did score 13 points. She did hit a couple of threes in the latter stages of this game. We'll talk about that more in a couple minutes. But to put it bluntly, the starters for this team, the experience of this team, they did not get it done tonight. They put the onus of this game on essentially Zia Cook and South Carolina's bench. And South Carolina's bench, for as great as it's been this year, there is a reason for some of them why they are not out there on the floor starting out these games. And again, that's not to disparage them. It's because this team is so deep. But you can't have your entire starting unit outside of one person fall through on the offensive end like this you can't and that's what happened tonight let's get into ball security this is an area of the game that i don't know is going to be talked about enough by other media people but i am certainly going to talk about it because it was terrible tonight south carolina had 15 turnovers now that might not sound terrible In the grand scheme of things. Because there's been games where they've turned over the ball 20 times or more. And in recent years, turnovers were a massive problem for this team. And to be fair, they have gotten much better in this department as this group has grown up in this program. But tonight, the turnovers, especially in terms of the timing of the turnovers, were not good. In the latter stages of this game, everyone has one point where they feel like this game just officially ended. South Carolina is not going to win this contest. The moment for me in this game was late in the game when Zaya Cook, I don't even, I'm still trying to figure out what happened on this play. She threw the ball to the corner. Nobody was standing there. South Carolina had someone on the baseline and they had someone else standing kind of right next to the paint. There was nobody in the corner. And she just tossed it over there, I guess expecting one of them to backtrack to the corner for spacing reasons, and it goes out of bounds. When that play happened, and none of them really seemed to be on the same page, they were only down three on that play. And I sat there and thought to myself, this game's done. This game is done. And the unfortunate thing is that's not the only time that that sort of play happened tonight. There were multiple times where South Carolina was in this game, just a couple points away, and because either they got too cute or they just weren't on the same page, they gave the ball away to Iowa. Iowa's defense, not a bad defense, but certainly nowhere near South Carolina's level, unless you face a Caitlin Clark. They did not force the majority of these turnovers tonight. The majority of these turnovers were unforced errors by South Carolina. And for a team that has so much experience, you would not expect that, especially in a game of this magnitude. South Carolina was the team that played like they were in their first Final Four in 30 years tonight. They did not play like the team that had been on that stage the previous two years that had only lost eight or seven games as a recruiting class for the 2019 group coming into this game. They didn't play like that. And it was kind of that way from the very beginning. Here's another reason why they didn't win tonight. Missed layups. We don't talk about this part enough And I'm not going to try to make it out like we should have seen this coming all along. Because South Carolina, for the longest time, their size has been a luxury. It has also been a big reason why they have won games. They have dominated other teams' front courts. Because they have so much skill in the front court. They have the size to also go with that. The overall height and length advantage. And... Recently, they had had some rough patches in terms of hitting layups and having to get so many offensive boards just to even get points on the offensive end. And again, you think at some point that that would get corrected. Tonight, it climaxed in the worst possible way. South Carolina, outside of Camila Cardoso, who again played phenomenal tonight off the bench was not good enough at hitting their layups. Not good enough. And yes, I know some of them were contested. But, you're South Carolina. You've been in these situations. Again, you're supposed to be the one that has the size and physicality advantage. That means that when it comes to something like layups, contested or not, you've got to dominate in that area. And they didn't tonight. Aaliyah Boston, she didn't show up enough tonight. We can say that. We can also say that she is one of the greatest basketball players in women's college basketball history. She is probably the best player to ever step foot on South Carolina's campus in this program's history. Those facts can be true. It can also be true that she did not play up to the magnitude of this game tonight. And I know that some people are very upset about the officiating. And I will say this the second foul in Boston, I thought was a horrific call. That did not really change the game, as it turned out. South Carolina was only down one going into half and actually did better when Boston was on the bench. Let's not dive into the fact, though, that that was a thing, and let's not act like if Boston just didn't play anymore, that all of a sudden South Carolina won this game. Let's not act like that, okay? Because I know some people, not many, but some are going to say that. Let's not not get into that discussion, because that is just a stupid discussion to have, to be quite honest. But Aaliyah Boston did not show up. She didn't. She would probably... She may have admitted that herself in Dallas. I haven't really seen the press conference notes yet or watched it. But um, between her and Caitlin Clark, the two superstars on the floor tonight, Aliyah Boston did not rise to the occasion enough. And Caitlin Clark did. So all of that um, hurt South Carolina a ton. They shot themselves in the foot in a lot of different areas. At the same time, a tip of the cap has to be given to Caitlin Clark. And South Carolina just struggled to find any answers to stop her on defense tonight. And I'm going to dive into that more in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, March Madness, of course, we are now getting into the national championship game. Uh, If you want to bet on the national championship game, which I know some of you probably don't want to, but if you do, there's no better place to do it than FanDuel. You can bet up to $1,000 or you can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet as a new customer does not go through. Uh, They have a safe, secure, and super easy app to use. You can bet on anything from money line to a prop bet. You can make your own same-game parlay as well. It's pretty neat. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They are an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Now let's get into... um the player that is going to live in the nightmares, quite frankly, of Gamecock fans for probably at least this entire offseason in Caitlin Clark. Y'all, I made an episode earlier this week saying that South Carolina was going to have a dilemma with this game and Caitlin Clark specifically. they were going to have to pick their poison. And I'm not going to try to use this episode as a way to say I told you so. I am not going to do that. I will say, though, South Carolina clearly had a main strategy of trying to tire her out and pressure her. One on one pressure, what they've done all year, what they have trusted with this team so often, because it has always worked out in the end. Nothing would have worked tonight. Literally nothing would have worked. Kaitlin Clark was 15 of 31 from the floor. She was 5 of 17 from three. So the Gamecocks did not let her hit as many three point shots. She was six of six at the free throw line at the end when it counted most. She played every minute of this game except for two. She still got six boards. She had eight assists and she scored 41 points. She uh, she is special. She is special. You have to admit that. You have to give that to her. I've never seen individual players short of Seth Curry, Steph Curry, I'm sorry, Steph Curry at Davidson 15 years ago single-handedly almost carried their team this far into a tournament. I've never seen it before other than that occasion. Caitlin Clark is now doing it again with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, she took South Carolina's defenders off the dribble like it was nothing. It did not matter which defender really was on Caitlin Clark. I will say this, though. I will say this. Don Staley is a phenomenal coach, and she has earned the right to pretty much almost never be questioned by the fans, by the almost media pundits, by anybody for that matter. I do have one. If I was in Dallas, though, and I was able to ask any sort of question without making her upset, there's one question that I would ask, and it would be to get her input on why Raven Johnson was the primary defender on Caitlin Clark tonight. Kiera Fletcher only played six minutes. So apparently Dawn saw something early in this game that made her think that Kier was just not going to be ready for the moment in this game. And that also was, that, that that also sucks to see, especially after what happened the last game, which was also not a great outing for Kara Fletcher. Bree Beal, I thought would be the primary defender on Caitlin Clark. She got her a lot early and got put back on her late. You know what that tells me? The fact she got put back on her late in this game when Safkhan was desperate for any answers. It's an omission or an admission that she probably should have stayed on her for the majority of this game, in my opinion. Bree Beal would not have kept Caitlin Clark from scoring probably 25 plus points, but doggone it, I don't think she would have gotten as many easy laps as she did. I don't think she would have. Some of those crazy NBA logo three-point attempts that she took, that she did make, maybe she misses one or two of those if a six foot one. Brie Beal is on her instead of what I believe is a 5'8 Raven Johnson who gave up 4 inches in height to Caitlin Clark. That's not Raven Johnson's fault. She is essentially a true freshman playing in her first ever Final Four, turned out to basically get all the minutes at point guard in this game, and Don Staley decided to have her play against was best player by far in superstar Caitlin Clark. Again... Caitlin probably still goes off tonight, no matter who was on her. But Beal, I feel like, would have had a better chance of at least, again, slowing her down enough. Because Caitlin Clark, time and time and time again, hit clutch shots in the second half when South Carolina cut that deficit down to two, three, four points. That's something that I would have asked Don Staley if I was there in person right now. But I, I again, I'll have to go back and watch. We'll all have to go back and look and see if there was any explanation for that. Again, usually never question her on coaching decisions, but that is one that I thought was quite interesting in this game. Here's the other thing: South Carolina's front court—they could not stop the slip screen for anything tonight. They could not. They there was so much attention being put on Caitlin Clark for obvious reasons. South Carolina's front court defenders got caught in a pickle. Um, Sonano for the Hawkeyes, I mean, time and time again, free run straight to the basket, nobody sitting there, and again, when you play man-to-man defense or one-on-one defense like South Carolina does, because you are relying on that, and it has always worked for you, eventually, you're going to face a team that, when you have a player as Donis, Caitlin, Clark, they're going to find a way to expose the fact that you play so much one-on-one. And that happened here with Camila Cardoso, Aliyah Boston. Nobody really could stop that slip screen consistently. And again, they probably would have still gotten it a few times tonight, but it just felt like that even after the first couple times, South Carolina never quite adjusted well enough to it. Just never did. Another thing I didn't bring up earlier, going back to South Carolina and their end. The three-point shooting, Iowa is not the first team to decide, we're going to just sag off and we're going to let you do what you want in terms of shooting the basketball. It was quite egregious, though, just how much they did let off of South Carolina's Bree Hall and Raven Johnson specifically. It worked for them for the majority of this game. Bree Hall was one of four from three-point range. A bit surprising. She is usually a lot better, especially when she is wide open. Zaya Cook only had three three three-point attempts. Would have been another question that I would have had. Why were there not more set plays for three from Zia Zia Cook? Why were there not more of those kind of plays called tonight? That's another interesting tidbit coming out of this game. Bree Beal missed all four three-point attempts that she shot. Again, something that with how she had shot the ball this year is now surprising when she does shoot like that from behind the three-point line. Raven Johnson, she did eventually hit three three three-pointers. She deserves credit for that. And Iowa had to respect it in the fourth quarter. Caitlin Clark actually had to go out near the three-point line to try and basically ensure she could be there for a shot block attempt if Raven put the ball up. I will say this, though. If there is one thing Raven Johnson needs to work on this offseason, needs to basically make a point of emphasis she has got to develop a three-point shot. She may already have it. In a way, she kind of does. But she needs to be practicing three-pointers every time she practices. Whether it's by herself or with the team, she's got to get three-point shots in. This next season, we've got to have a three-point shooter step up. And that leads me to my next point. It's a good thing Malaysia Full Wiley is coming to South Carolina. Because you know something? I'm not going to sit here and act like that Don Staley and this coaching staff need to completely tear up their game plans in terms of how this offense has been run for the last several years and just start all over again. I am not going to say that. But you have got to get more balance on this team in terms of shooting. You finally had a game where the front court could not hit every single layup that they put up. And at the same time, you had most of your players not hit their three-point shots. You've got the two absolute worst-case scenarios playing out tonight on offense. So good thing Malaysia for a while is coming. Good thing Tessa Johnson is coming. I'm not going to make that out like, you know, we're not going to miss the players that are going to be leaving from this team. And we'll find out over the next 48 hours officially who's leaving and who's coming back. Out of the senior group. Victoria Saxon, and Kara Fletcher. I think that neither of them can. Both exhausted all their eligibility completely. Everybody else is eligible to come back. As far as I know. But yeah, this team has got to be better shooting the basketball. It has to. Teams have finally... Because this strategy was employed a lot. It almost got them multiple times, admittedly, before this Iowa game ever took place. And again, tonight, it just finally... It, it, caught, it caught up to them. So... You don't have to completely shred the offensive playbook, but you have got to add three-point shooting specialists or at least weapons to your team, people that are going to be quite respectable from that area to where defenses will have to stretch out and can't just always double-team your court players. Gosh knows if South Carolina had that this year, there's no way they would have lost. But I digress. Last thing I'll say about their miscues from Friday night. Now. Last thing for this live reaction show, we're going to talk about the perspective on this team, and we're going to talk about, you know, what our takeaway should be for this season. I'll dive into that in just a couple moments right here on Lockdown Gamecocks. But first, this special live reaction show is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built March Madness has been around now for the last month or so. If you haven't already made a bracket, you could still go to www.builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. I picked Cookin' Chunk Puffs to make it all the way. When you vote, you're entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will win a free box of Built. One lucky listener will win a 12-month subscription to Built. Your favorite bar or puff will be delivered right at your doorstep if you are that lucky winner. They are jam packed with protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bars are the best protein bars out there on the market right now. Run to www.builtmarshmallows.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. Be sure to take the advantage. Be sure to take advantage of the opportunity to support your favorite bar or puff today. All right, thank y'all so much for those of you who are listening or watching today's reaction show. To South Carolina's shocking loss to the Iowa Hawkeyes in the Final Four. One last thing to discuss, really, the perspective of this team. How are we going to remember this team? This is going to be a very harsh truth. And again, I I, I am not trying to disparage anything this team has done. This this team has accomplished a lot. They've accomplished a lot in the grand scheme of an, a typical women's college basketball program ran the table in the regular season, won your conference tournament, won the regular season title, made it all the way to the Final Four. Those are things that almost every other program in the country would give an arm and a leg to have for just one season. Here's the problem. Those kind of seasons, when you don't win a national title, don't get remembered. They don't. UConn, probably does not remember their 2017 Final Four loss to Mississippi State. They do, but they don't remember the fact they were undefeated going into that game. If you ask a UConn fan, they probably remember other seasons where they actually won the title more so than that season. Tennessee fans, Pat Summit teams that may have gone into the Final Four undefeated, that lost, those teams, nationally especially, they don't get remembered. They just don't. This team is going to be remembered as the team that lost to the one-person show of Caitlin Clark with the Iowa Hawkeyes following her lead. And this season, unfortunately, based on expectation, it is a disappointment. It is. And again, that's not to say they didn't accomplish a lot of great things this year. Both things can be true at the same time. But this season is a disappointment. It is. Because this team returned all the pieces just about. Outside of Destiny Henderson, Destiny Littleton went to Southern Cal, Lili League exhausted Eligibility. Outside of really those three players, they returned all the key pieces from last year's national talent team back this year on the roster. Saxton was back. Aaliyah Boston was back. Zia Cook was back. Bree Beal was back. You had a grad transfer in Kira Fletcher, fifth year player in the sport. Raven Johnson comes back from injury. Bree Hall has another year of experience. Camilla Cardoso's got another year of experience. You got Letitia Meher coming off the bench. You've got so many pieces coming back, and this is how it ends. This is how this season ends. It's not going to be remembered. We may remember it for the painful loss at the end. We're not going to remember how South Carolina trounced Auburn and Kentucky. We expect that now. We always expect that. We're not going to remember them winning the conference tournament title. For the most part, we expect that now. We're not going to remember the fact that they made it all the way to the Final Four. That's not always expected, but it is a big-time expectation now that this program has And that's a consequence of success. It's a consequence of what they have done. How much they've raised the bar. And for all those reasons, this season is a disappointment. I'm not going to say failure, but it is a disappointment. And we cannot... I mean, we, we can't beat around the bush with that. It is. I feel for the players. I really and truthfully feel for the players. And I promise... For any of you listening or watching or watching the show right now, that are just absolutely you know, maybe you're frustrated, you're upset, you're still trying to get past what on earth just occurred a couple hours ago in Dallas. For as upset as you might be, for as disappointed as you may be, I promise you, those players and coaches in that locker room are feeling it tenfold right now. And a lot of them, you know they're probably never going to want to speak of this game ever for the rest of their lives and that's the sad part and I, I, and they're going to and they're going to have a tough time probably trying to get past this the final question i guess coming out of this game is does this change the minds of any players that may have been heavily considering leaving that wind up coming back from one more run Me meher may come back we have heard some things about that. Aaliyah Boston said that she hasn't that she hasn't decided. Excuse me. I did see that from the press conference before this show started. Zia Cook. Who knows if she's going to come back or not. Brie Beale, it sounds like, um, you know, she may move on. She upped her stock a ton after this season. It would be maybe a surprise if she came back. Olivia Thompson. Kara Fletcher and Victoria Saxton, they cannot come back. Again, reminder that those two... They cannot return next year. So you got two guaranteed players that are walking out the door. And again, I would say it's more than likely Brie Beal leaves out of that trio, especially of her, Ziek Cook, and Leah Boston. Zia Cook and Leah Boston could have a lot of NIL opportunities if they did come back. They could. And admittedly, compared to WNBA salary, it would probably pay better. That is something to consider, but at the same time. This diff- this team's going to have a different feel next year. And you also wonder, if they did come back, a lot of them, how much pressure are they going to put on themselves to such an unhealthy degree trying to make it back to the Final Four and winning it all? Because here's the thing. Next year, UConn's going to be the team. I'm going to say it right now, and I know some of y'all are not going to like hearing that, but it's the truth. A.Z. Fudd's going to be back for them. Paige Beckers is going to be back for them. Both of them fully healthy. Paige Beckers has not played a basketball game in a very long time on the court, admittedly, but still. They're both going to be back. They will be the favorite. LSU will probably be the second favorite. South Carolina might get slotted third. And gosh knows, Caitlin Clark, if I would get some transfers in there around her that would help her, Um, Iowa would probably be a massive favorite. Or she could win it by herself, like she's probably going to do against LSU. So, a disappointing end to at the end you have to classify as a disappointing season. Again, a season that had plenty of accomplishments. But again, accomplishments that are expected in this program now. It's ingrained in this program's DNA to accomplish what they did. And it's not the way that they wanted this game to end, or the season to end. But Caitlin Clark had other ideas. So, I hope that this show helps. I know that, again, there's probably a lot of us that is going to take days for us to get over this game. I'm going to try really hard to probably just get out of the house tomorrow, do whatever I can to get this game off my mind. Uh, I would highly encourage the rest of you all to do the same. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, watching this live reaction show. Um, Again... If you want more content from the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, you can feel free to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also give us a follow wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. And also, if you've got Gamecock friends or family members who are massive Gamecock fans, you know, you can spread the word to them as well if there's any way that you want to help out the show. Um, but again, you're already helping out enough by tuning in and listening or watching to this show. So, again, thank y'all so much. Still, um, Uh, What a day. What a day for um, all the wrong reasons, unfortunately, for Sacramento's basketball team. I will catch you all on the next show, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.